Announcement. The revolution will not be televised. I repeat, the hemp revolution will not be televised. Welcome to the Hemp Revolution Podcast, the global hotspot for the buzz and the cannabis. Hear the secrets of the green rush from the dreamers who are writing the rules, innovating business, and changing history forever. Immerse yourself with the fascinating stories from the leaders in the hemp health revolution to learn how we are changing the game. Now here's your hosts, James Brinkerhoff and Sonia Gomez. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hemp Revolution podcast, where we bring you all the buzz in the cannabis. Today, I'm going to be your host, James Brinkerhoff Jr., and I have got an exciting guest to bring to you guys. You guys, we've been talking to a lot of people with CBD brands. Today, I'm going to bring you somebody who spends his time out in the field doing quality control, growing this hemp. Um, and, and now he's teaching people all over the Southeast, you know, um, about hemp farming. He's been in a Seventh generation farmer from Kentucky, fifth year hemp farmer. So in the in the hemp industry, he would be what you called an OG. He's one of the original guys from 2014 that started in this industry. And he is the head of Mongoose Hemp Nation and also runs his own cannabis consultancy where he helps farmers, you know, get with it with, you know, their cultivation. Because if there's a big learning curve going from corn to hemp. So I want to welcome Carson Nation to the podcast. How you doing, Carson? Pretty good. Thank you so much for having me. You bet, man. I'm really excited to have you on. Why don't you tell me um, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what's your background? I, I uh, did my best to introduce you the best I could. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm a seventh generation farmer on my dad's side, sixth generation farmer on my mom's side. I'm um, doing specialty produce, blackberries, raspberries nursery stock pumpkins flowers uh you through z apples to zinnias and um i took some of my skills and helped some friends he went up uh, his dad is from chico and so um we did some things up in there not too legal but uh we did some things up in there uh back in like you know uh later early 2000s i mean uh you know 2004 somewhere around that area 2003 um, and then went to Colorado, helped a couple of people set up some genetic projects and uh, some grow opportunities. And um, like the cannabis industry, I, I got uh, screwed out of it. So I, I came back to Kentucky. I heard they were going to do cannabis hemp. Uh, came back to Kentucky, started doing uh, tomatoes and stuff until the hemp program came in. Um, the 2014, I didn't get my license, but I was helping other hemp farmers establish this crop since I had a little bit of cannabis knowledge and especially crop knowledge. And then uh, 2015, I was able to get my license. And uh, so ever since then, I've been experimenting um, and, and selling my flour and biomass and, and, and teaching farmers across the United States, especially Southeast, how we can grow this and mitigate some of those problems such as disease and uh and bud rot and some you know just basically quality control quality control cool so you you, you kind of like a lot of us you got into growing cannabis on the early side and as the laws loosened up you went back home yeah yes sir so my actual cannabis starting uh starting growing uh, started uh, when i was about 15 16 
we had a big farm and so what i would do, do is uh, go on like other neighboring farms and other parts of, uh, of this wilderness and i'd plant plants and uh to guarantee the safety of my crop i'd call the cops and be like hey i just found this crop on the farm <laughs> they're coming down and then they would never come back so I, I had, uh, good stuff once in a while so yeah cool man so what is that? What's your main focus right now? What's going on right now for you in 2019 and then looking into 2020? So 2019 was an experimental year. We did um, a very large crop uh, for somebody last year. Um, that taught us a lot about the labor force in America. Unfortunately, it took us forever to harvest. Um, it, it, so <laughs> this year I wanted to, to scale down and experiment and help other people grow. So I, I developed a lot of grows for a lot of people across the country, um, awesome. especially in these new developing uh, states. And I've been watching that pretty much from the side and I uh, do my own pheno project. I've been wanting to finish that for the last three or four years. So I finally got to work on it a little bit more this year. So, And tell us the name of the, your company and the services that you offer. Well, right now we just started a new company. It's a uh, chronic nomad. So, uh, we are a specialty, basically, especially consulting and employment group. We basically can outfit your entire grow with a crew. So if you need somebody from seed to finish to harvest, we have a crew. Uh, we can outfit a crew. We can even train your crew. And we do educational classes. Hopefully, we're going to do some hands-on seminars in 2020. And uh, my PowerPoint presentation has been a big hit. So I want to break that down into four segments. Because uh, I, 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 I tell people hemp planting is in four segments. You got pl planting and planting, you know, and all that stuff. So I kind of want to break that down before the, each season so farmers can get refreshed before they hit the fields. Cool. So you really cut their learning curve on what they need to do, train their people, work alongside of them, get them into the groove, and then you can move on to your next project. And they kind of they got the system down. Correct. We're calling ourselves basically cannabis mercenaries. We're the Delta Force. We're the Green Berries. <laughs> Heck yeah. yeah. That sounds great. Um, yeah, you know, I come from a cannabis background. I started growing um, medical cannabis in California in 1996. And at that time, we were getting like 4,500 a pound for the biomass for the flower. And um, so the growers were making a lot of money. And um, but today I've seen over the years, those prices just dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped. And I've seen the prices go as low as like 800 bucks in, in California. And now a lot of my friends out in Humboldt and Mendocino area, they're losing their farms and they're losing their ability because the way that the legislation was set up, you know, for the bigger companies to come in and kind of push out the mom and pop and the legacy growers that really built the entire industry in that region of the country. Um, but so what do you say, what are these farmers making? Like, what is it people that want to get into the business as a grower? They're like, I got a farm. I got grandpa left me 40 acres. Um, or, you know, some kids are like, I don't want to grow this corn anymore. Grandpa has been growing it for 60 years. We want to grow hemp. Um, what does that, what does that look like? You know, what does it look like as a farmer? Do you, can you make a good living? So I scare people out of the hemp industry. <laughs> uh, I'm terrible. So, um, I, I tell people don't risk more than you can lose. If you want to get into this, it's an unstable market. And, you know, right now we're calling it cannabis and we're calling it hemp, but it, I think in the next five years, instead of being hemp and cannabis, it's just going to be cannabis and we're going to be farming for specific cannabinoids. We're yeah. already seeing that. Yeah. We're seeing CBC. So 
especially from talking to pharmaceutical friends uh, and companies, they're looking into those CBCs, those THCVs, those CBGs. So I think, you know, I, I think the future is you're going to start seeing hemp, a more diversified hemp field that's going to guarantee these different cannabinoids. And then you're going to start seeing these medical cannabis cannabinoids or uh, cannabis that feature higher terpene profiles. Because, you know, cannabis, hemp, we have good terps, but oh man, if you go to like, I don't know, say something like uh, purple punch or, or fruit punch cookies or, or lemon sherbet or lemon cello or Liberty Haze or Violator Kush. I mean, those terpene profiles are just magnificent. I mean, it's some of the best I've ever had, you know, had in my entire yeah. life. Tangerine dream, tangerine yeah. cookies. I mean, yeah. those are great. So we're not getting those with hemp. Um, so I think if we, we start mixing the two, and I, I think, you know, I'm betting all my horses and, you know, mixing the two, pre-rolls, you know, with medical hemp and, and or hemp and medical marijuana, because uh, people are, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my friends like to do that now. And, and you know, one of my favorite strains is a CBD shark, which is a one-to-one, and he has a 14-to-14, usually if you grow it really well. And, you know, I personally, I don't like to get super high. I like that really relaxing feeling of the CBD and, and the THC, so. Totally. Totally. Yeah, man. So, so I guess it kind of leads to my next question was where do you see the opportunities for people that are listening right now? We've got a lot of people that um, they want to get in the industry. They're trying to figure out where to invest their money or their farm or, you know, whatever their kind of expertise is. Where do you see the opportunities right now to come in at this point with the, the new legislation from the USDA, the FDA, the total, the total THC contents, everything that's kind of going on. It seems like, you know, it could go, you know, either way right now. And, and so where do you see those opportunities? So I tell people, like I said, be, be careful. This industry is up and down. I mean, we've seen the dramatic decrease in, in CBD isolate. So if you're going to start anywhere, get CBG seeds, good qualified quality CBG seeds. As for the, as for the, the, the standard questions when asking for seeds, you know, three COAs, testimonials, the whole nine yards, make sure you can back up those labs with, you know, Google search those labs, make sure they're, they're quality. Um, you know, even call them if you have to ask them other questions, um, you know, CBG seeds and then get good CBD seeds that won't, we, we guarantee won't go past the threshold, something in the 11%, 10%. Uh, usually when we see that 10, 11%, we don't see that TAC going over. So um, usually, usually uh, I have seen some of them go over. So, I mean, until we know more about the USDA, be careful with some of these strains. I mean, 90% of the strains that I know of won't make the USDA guidelines next year. So you know, be careful, and especially some of these pollen chunkers out here. They're, they're just pollen chunking stuff and saying, oh, yeah, this is going to meet USDA standards. And then you grow it out and boom, you're going to burn your field and maybe be held liable if we don't change these rules. So, Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of risk out there. So you've heard it here, you guys. The year of 2020 is going to be the year of CBG. We're going to have a big CBG year next year. And I think in other cannabinoids, I'm starting to see more CBC come on market and you know maybe we'll start seeing in these medical states thcv you know because they have to uh, the way i heard I, i'm not a good processor so i don't know anything about processing but or they have to extract the entire thc and then they'll get the thcv out of it so maybe we'll start seeing other cannabinoids uh, uh broken down so we can do custom blend mixes right that's what everybody's after at least at least pharma right correct custom blend mixes you know, through all my experience all these years, to me, 
<clears throat> I don't get the same effect when they take when they separate it all apart and then try to mix it back together. I only get, I only get the best effect with the minimal amount of processing, and all the cannabinoids, flavonoids, everything, even maybe the chlorophyll, um, mixed in, and that's that's where I've gotten like the most as far as like the, all the medicinal effects. And I'm also a recreational user, so I'm like I'm very particular about like what I'm putting in my body and what I'm using, and like. I don't like any of these distillates or pure THC or pure CBD distillates or, and then I don't even like the ones that are just adding terpenes into it. It's just like, tastes like perfume or something, or, you know, it's just not quite like when you just get the raw, like straight from the plant. Correct. I'm a flower person personally. I mean, I'll, I'll take a dab <laughs> once in a while, but I like to inspect the flower. You know, I want to see how it's built, how it's triked out, how, how the calyxes are. And, <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. Exactly. Real cool, man. So what do you think? Uh, I got another question for you. What do you think the benefits of legalization? It sounds like the Congress just passed the first bill to get onto the Senate. Um, it's like a historical thing in the last 60 years or whatever. Well, what do you think the, be- the big benefits uh, for the U.S. and the global economy is? And what do you think the downside of legalization could be? I, 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 OK, so here's my personal thing. I, I, I think they're going to somebody okay somebody else said this so i can't give credit to, to myself so they, he doesn't think that legalization is going to happen but they'll decriminalize so I'll leave it up to the states to develop a program and those programs are probably going to be bought out by you know big corporate big lobbyists i mean i kind of called and saw this back in 20 what 2016 when the 22nd virginia uh 22nd 22nd century group of virginia said they were going to get into hemp and they did, and they said that they're going to be, uh, they're going to make hemp with non, you know, non-detectable THC. They're a big GMO company with tobacco. They hold most patents in tobacco. Now we're hearing Marlboro coming out and saying they're going to do cigarettes. And now we're seeing the USDA making these strict guidelines. I mean, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but this is kind of making more sense than anything. And, and you know, I think that that's what's going to happen with medical or, or legalized marijuana. I think they're going to get it to big corporations. So. Yep. <laughs> like it or not. Cool. Carson, well, you're considered one of the leaders um, in your field. I mean, if I've, uh, yeah, you have a big following and you're out there teaching, you're, you're doing it and you're also teaching people. You're a, what we call a leading learner, right? And you're also a young, you're also a young guy. So what did it, what did it take for you to get to this place that you're at right now? Oh gosh, getting screwed by all my partners in the last five years, uh, many, many plant deaths, uh, when I was younger, uh, very experimenting, um, you know, experimenting with parts per millionth with defeat, especially on the medical side to develop higher THC stressing plant. And then on the hemp side, finding what the right ratio is to how much input that I need per, per acre to get the best quality. And, you know, like you said, it's still a learning thing. I'm, I'm only 34, about to be 35. And, you know, I've been doing this since I was 15, 16, and I'm still learning something new every single year. I mean, if you follow me on Facebook, I mean, uh, I, I showed something about the uh, powdered milk. I learned that this year, putting powdered milk in the pot, potting soil, and it made my roots boost. And, and then uh, the potassium silicate, I started really using that the last two years. And that really boosted everything, you know, boosted my root development and my clones. And and so I'm still learning everything, controlling environments and, and, and how that helps spike, you know, rooting or, or so on and so forth. So every day is a, a new challenge and every day is a new learning experience. So. Yeah, yeah, man. It's I know people come in, people talk to me about all the time. Well, we want to get in now. We want to, we want to invest. And 
And I'm like, you get, get yourself an, somebody that's been growing for five or 10 years at least. And uh, right. they think they can learn it in one or two years, you know? <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah. so we're seeing a lot of people have massive failures because of that. Yeah. And you know, here's another thing. If you're going to do it, do it right. Small quality, small batch. You know, I just read an article, 80% of tested flour in Colorado or something tested for like mold or pesticides, something like yeah, that. Man. Pesticides. I mean, that's disgusting. So if you're going to do it, do it right. You know, be known for quality. And that's what I've tried to make my name known for is quality. I'd rather burn off $50,000 worth of hemp if it's not my quality. If it's not my standards, I'll burn it off and call it a loss. Yeah, because yeah, then your customers, they're going to know you for that. Correct. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the way it used to be in the old days. If you had a little powdery milled on your bud and they got it or a little bud rot. And they came back and it was like, they don't want any more. Yes, sir. You know, and yes, sir. That, just, that just ended. You got to treat your customers like gold even more today because the margins are a lot less than they were when I was young. You know, yes, so, sir. Yeah. yeah. No, um, yes. So, um, Carson, tell me, who, you, who do you want to work with? Who's your best ideal customer that you want to work with this year in 2020? Who do you want to partner with? What are your dreams and goals? What are you trying to build? I want to be known for quality. So I'm trying to get into the medical marijuana industry, especially in the Oklahoma side. Um, I'm partnering with a, maybe a guy, a gentleman out there, a really nice individual out there. Very, very nice guy. And um, I want him to be known uh, for medical and help bring him, you know, I want to help license out some very special stuff that I'm going to build genetically with my buddy, Jason Matthew. And uh, I want to license it for the Cherokee nation so we can help the Cherokee nation help, you know, some of these communities that have been lost, some of these communities that have been forgotten about, you know, cannabis is the big new train. So maybe if we can put some exposure to the, these people, maybe we can help them out through revenue. So I'm, I'm, I want to help create some stuff for uh, some of my people down there in Oklahoma and, you know, maybe get, get down the market. So my whole idea is to have small batch quality around the United States and these medical marijuana industries or recreational industries and be known for high quality. I don't want to, I don't want my test to come back with no mold. I want to come back with high terpene profiles, good THC content and so on and so forth. <clears throat> awesome, Carson. I love to hear it, man. Probably going to be hitting you up for one or two of my projects that I have coming up. So that's kind of a similar, similar, similar what we're doing. I, I just found a really cool spot. Um, where they're going to let us do outdoor and um, it's on this beautiful farmland that's they've been growing winter wheat for years and I was just testing the soil it's so I'm really excited about that and just building little kind of permaculture farms right regenerative cannabis farms yes sir yes sir and you know I think that's how cannabis should be I mean you know we're trying to help the earth and with their hemp and we've been saying that to everybody but you see these mass scale industries using all this plastic and all this plastic goes back into the landfill. I mean, we need to do better as a community. We need to do better. We need to treat the environment better. If we're going to push the standard of, Oh, it's going to help other nature. Then we need to follow that. So. Exactly. Well, thanks man. Well, Hey, where can my audience find you? Do you have a fan page, YouTube, social media? Where can, where can we find you? Uh, if you want to check me out, check me out on Facebook, uh, Carson, the hemp mongoose nation. Also my, my Facebook page where I share all my educational posts, uh, mongoose hemp. And then if you're on Instagram, uh, the hemp mongoose and, um, yeah, if you follow me anytime and I'll be giving all kinds of cool posts out throughout the season. Awesome. Carson. Hey man, thanks a lot for taking time out. I know you're a busy man. Um, really appreciate you. Folks, down in the blog post below, I'm going to leave all of Carson's links. You'll be able to get a hold of him, follow him on social, and share this post with your friends. There's a lot of people out there that need to know the truth 
about this industry. So if they want to know about growing, if they want to know about getting into the conservation side of this industry, hemp or cannabis, have them check out this post with Carson Nation right here and, um, you know, get a little inside glimpse on some of the risks, but also some of the big rewards, right? We can, we can some, of, some of us get big rewards, right? Oh, yes. It, it does pay off. Yes, especially when you can help somebody. When you can help somebody with cancer with cannabis, then it make it should make you feel better about yourself. Oh man, that's the biggest reward. And and you know, beyond that, it, it it can pay the bills. And it doesn't. It's not bad to make money for your family. And a lot of people say, oh, that's bad. But you know, um, cannabis has provided for me for my entire life. I never even had a job. So and now I talk about it on this talk show, and we speak about it at events, and we have multiple companies. So. There is a way for you if you're persistent. And I do believe that this is the biggest opportunity of my generation, probably yours, Carson. Uh, my, grandfather, my grandfather told me that brass ring only comes around once in a lifetime. You have where it's where your pre- preparation meets opportunity is that, that point where you get to hit success. So it's been a lot of fun with you guys today. I had a lot of fun with you, bro. I look forward to having you back on. Maybe we can do some grow tips. You know, maybe we can do like a seasonal, like maybe every three months you can talk about what you're doing this season. Um, yes, sir. That be, yeah, that would be really cool, man. Appreciate you. Hey, thank you so much, sir. And thank y'all for having me. It's been the Hemp Revolution. We'll see you next time. <laughs>Thanks for listening to this episode. We took notes on this episode for you, along with all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Get them free on the show notes page here at www.medicalsecrets.com. If you love this show and our content, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you really want to help us get the message out there, please rate, review, and tell all your friends. With your help, we can continue to reach the world with our message. And until next time, we hope you join the hemp revolution. And we challenge you to dream big and love the life you live.